This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. What's going on? Okay, well, it's like I guess I wish I had like a happier reason to base this um, latest podcast on. But, you know, it's like, it's like, but this is how, how things work. And like, as, and um, as some of you may have heard a couple, week, couple weeks ago, um, the legendary manga, mangaka um, Kazuo Koike um, passed, passed away. Now, Koike, it's like he is, he is a legend. Like, um, like he, he'd be a legend if he had just created, like, just been recognized for his one signature series, um, Lone Wolf and Cub, which he wrote, and um, Gosuke Kojima provided the art. It's like, I, I've talked about this series before, and it's um, not entirely bad follow-up um, new Lone Wolf and Cub, but um, his, but his story about, about a, uh, but about the Shogun's executioner who was wrongly, it's like um, wrongly fra- framed for, like for treason, and then how he went on went on to become a paid paid assassin with his, like with his infant son. It's like is, it's like is legend in the, uh, it's like in the manga industry, just in terms of like its popularity, its influence. It's like on both sides of the Atlantic. Because you know you don't get um Frank Miller to um, it's like to illustrate the covers for your series in the eight for its American version in the eighties if your if your series was not like hugely popular and in, and influential and specifically to Mil- like to Miller himself. But you know like Lone Wolf Cub isn't the only series that um Koike is known for. Um, I've talked about um, one of his more infamous series, um, Wounded Man, which is like you know Japanese male wish fulfillment gone to its um. It's like it's completely over the top top end in my um buried garbage manga podcast. It's like there's only been one so far, but I'm sure like, I'll find something another series to um talk about that talk about that under the same heading. But e- e- but even then, it's like that was series was was awful, but it was still like thoroughly entertaining just for how completely wrong headed it was. And it's like and um but Quick is also just known for another series he did with. Um, the artist of Wounded Man, um, Ryo Ichi Ikigami. Now, um, Ikigami is a, it's like is a notable character, notable artist. Um, it's like on both sides of the, both sides of the, of the of the Pacific, mainly because that um, while he's extremely prolific, he's also like an artist who um kind of helped to define the look of manga, um, back in the um, it's like back in the um, pre pre modern age, which over here which basically i mean by the fact that you know before every before um everyone realized that hey you know american creators american consumers would actually buy you know manga that was unflipped and without um retouched sound sound effects you know before the the whole 100 real manga revolution happened um Ikigami was featured in lots of series um that were published by viz such as my the psychic girl samurai crusader and also crying freeman Crying Freeman is also um, like um, Koike's other signature series, along with Own Wolf and Cub, and it's it's like and it's like well, I can understand why it's like you know so highly regarded. Um, it's not the only other series that he's done with um, with Ikigami that, that that got a U.S. release, because aside from Wounded Man, which I've talked about, there's also another two volume series, actually two two in one volume series. Called Offered, which were offered also published by Comics One, um, back back around back in the early aughts. Now, Offered um, has a lot of the ingredients that just it would be closer to 
um, like Wounded Man than um, Crying Freeman in it's like in quality in the sense that it's about um, it's about a uh, MIT track star. That's right, MIT track star named um, Yu Tachikawa, who um, is like is all set to go to the Olympics, uh, like until he's kidnapped by this woman and her biker gang, like because she wants him to help her father this like father this kid that's gonna like be, become like the child of destiny because hey it turns out she's adolf hitler's granddaughter like if her ramblings are to be believed and that she helps hypnotize and entrance um you into becoming becoming her plaything until it's like until this other, this other this other party the colonel and his two it's like and, and his two um hit like hit persons try like try to attack and then it's like she and then like before before she dies she's able to hypnotize you and these other two hit people into um following her will and um uncovering like you know this it's like this la- this lost um city of the Ar- Archaeans. it's like it's like I can't remember what what were they called it was like it was like this race of ancient it's like of ancient people it's like ancient midgets and whatnot who are trying to um it's like, uh, let's see. Oh, Agarthans. That's right. So, because apparently, like, there's this like ancient, ancient, ancient race of midgets who apparently like mastered this like, this like this crazy techno- technology that made them superior, superior to man. But you know, they, that they, it's like, but they were lost, and um, you know, it's like now people are trying to figure out what's, like, you know, what. Like you know, get re- rediscover this this technology for their own ends. Oh, and it also turns out that that you might also be the secret child of Gilgamesh, because um, because Gilgamesh um like preserved like these um vials of his sperm to um be used to father children like you know like like um centuries after after his death. Oh, but turns out there's also he's also got might have like a like another brother. Who um was who was fathered by the saint by one of these other vials of sperm that but apparently he's like really evil and he's like you know like then he loves just you know killing people for it's like for fun and all offered it's like it, it offers up this 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 craziness it's like as um it's like as you is like is kidnapped finds his way back to MIT gets kicked out winds up hooking up with one of the uh, with this um, female researcher. Who's kind of who's kind of quirky named named Ray Dillon um, meets up with the um, hit people who tried to kill him before they they form this this band they also like t- um like form this um like like this this nudist camp in order to um research research things is who would look in a nudist camp oh but also there's this like the, like this nudist camp has problems because apparently there's this, there's these black widow this colony of black widows no actual black widows the the spiders. It's like on a on a beach across from them, and that causes problems as well. And it's it's ridiculous, but it's not. It doesn't reach the same levels of, oh my god, this is so bad. I can't believe I'm reading this. What is he going to do next? I have to keep reading. That wounded man offers. Now, it's so it's. I don't know. It's like it's not. Um, uh, I I can't say it's completely without merit. But um, it's not. Um, but it's definitely not as uh, like as entertaining as you know, quote unquote, bad um, Koike stuff can be. Because even when he was, because even when Koike was, um, you know, doing stuff that wasn't, you know, 
I guess the dims of that didn't possess artistic merit, such as it was. Like he could still be thoroughly entertaining. Offered is offered kind of occupies like this weird middle space where it's like it's like where it's like you know it's it's kind of crazy, but it's you know just not crazy enough. It's like it's like it's like I said it's it it doesn't go it it doesn't like quite. It didn't quite inspire me to the uh, the feeling of like oh I gotta keep reading just see what stupid stuff is gonna be gonna come up with next. It's like and that's probably might be why it only lasted four volumes because the entire series is two two in one volumes like from Comics One and being a Comics One title the uh, translation is of uh, dubious quality. I mean yes I am glad to have this series available to me in English. Can I say anything better about the translation than that? No, no, I cannot, because it's 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 really rough, and um, you know, it's like, well, I uh, well, I give like comics one credit for bringing this over. That's about all, all the credit I I can give them. So it's it, it is um very much out of print right now, but I was still able to um obtain um both volumes for for twenty right for twenty bucks through Amazon through some third-party Amazon sellers. And um, while these were, like, used copies, they were still in, like, um, reasonably nice condition. So it's like, you know, it's like, so I guess if you're, like, you're, uh, like if you're looking for, like, like if you're a Koike completist, then um, it's worth picking up. Um, otherwise, eh. It's like, if you don't have it in your library, you're not missing that much. But um, then we come to, um, like, Kuike's other signature series, and really like his best known um, collaboration with with Ikigami, um, Crying Freeman. I say this because like not only has it had had um, an anime adaptation and a live action film adaptation from Christoph Gans, the director of the silent, live action Silent Hill and um, Brotherhood of the Wolf. Um, it's like it's it was originally published. It originally had a volume or two published by Viz um, back in the day. It didn't work, but Dark Horse um, was able to um, give it a go. It's like in the wake of their mass- massive success they had um, republishing um, Lone Wolf and Cub. Um, so what is Crying Freeman about? Well, it's about a uh, about an assassin who feels, feels remorse every time he kills someone for his criminal organization. That's the, uh, the basic concept of it. Um, rereading the series... I, I was, there were some parts of it I look at and think, okay, this doesn't work at all. And there's some things that, that kind of like work in ways that I never would have expected. Like, um, trying for might actually be, um, the only title I've read from Kawike that I can actually qualify to a certain extent as female wish fulfillment. Now hear me out, hear me out here. Okay. Because the, the series is basically about, um, is essentially about um, Yo Hiromura, um, reborn as Long Tai Yang, known given the assassin name um, by Crying Freeman, because he was because because some circumstances like conspired to have him wit- like um, witness a, uh, a witness an assassination by the uh, criminal organization known as the um, One Hundred Eight Dragons, and it's like and and um, when he it's like when he refused to abide by their wishes. They forcibly recruited him and subjected him to hypnosis and 
hypnosis and training that turned him, in, turned him into a massive assass- assassin prior to being the uh, like the humble um, asp- humble ascending um, like um, ceramics artist that he was. So now it's like he it's like he kills like whoever the 108 dragons want, but whenever he kills someone, like he shows like like tears flow from his eyes because that's when like the hypnosis um like around like around him breaks and he's able to express remorse for his actions. So there are certain issues with that that I'll get into, but the series um doesn't start with that. In fact it starts with um the um the main um female character of the series, um Emuhino, who um was the daughter of a uh, Japanese political fixer, but um it's like but is but is like living a quiet, secluded life until she witnesses um Freeman, um like um kill to kill a person in in, in broad daylight, and um she and then she's like realizes that okay it's like you know my life has just been kind of dull and uneventful but you know it's like seeing this this guy in action that's kind of like you know really liven things up so I realize that he's I'm going to it's like I'm fine with being killed by him after he makes me a woman. Now, that's, uh, now, as far as, um, you know, treatment of women goes in Koike stories, that's actually kind of progressive. That's actually kind of like, hey, that's not bad. I mean, compared to, like, say, Wounded Man, where the main character basically, like, tries and rapes the main female characters to show her that, hey, you know, you're not wanted here. It's like, this is downright progressive. This is what we're having to work with here. But, well, the thing is that, um, that that emu is like you know very receptive to everything that um freeman officer it's like and the idea and it's and there is like kind of like a uh, that mutual respect um thing thing going on between them i mean like it's it's like you know he's he's the bad boy he's the assassin the person who's like living in a world that um like that's like that's forbidden from normal people and like you know she's able to you know like to, to like tame him to a certain extent and um get his get his respect to um to get him to like bring her along to this to, to like to this world as well and then you know like they he realizes that you know like she's the one person for me it's like and they it's like it's like they actually have a um a good a fairly good relationship t- together i mean yes even though it's like you know like Freeman winds up sleeping with every major named woman in the series, just about really. It's like you know, it's like uh, he, uh, Emu is kind of like first among equals here, from the fact that you know she, like, like she gets she gets tattoos in order to represent her, like her bond with Freeman, and she also winds up, you know, mastering the evil demon sword Masamune. It's like, it's like I mean, it's it's interesting to see how this is because like it's not that. That she becomes a master swordsman herself. It's just that her mind, she has the proper mindset that allows um, Mazumune to um, like to recognize her as its master, which is honestly kind of honestly kind of more interesting, really, really. But you know, it's like there's, I mean, it's like even though it's like you know, like Freeman's like having sex with all these women over the course of the series, even though he like he like Emma was essentially his wife. It's like there's this weird feeling that, you know, it's like, in the right hands, and even as it is, Freeman is, Crying Freeman does kind of, like, is probably, like, the most female-friendly, like, series that, 
that Quick has ever written. And I'm speaking as someone who has read all three um, like series that all three series that he's done with um, Gosuke Kojima that have been published in English and New Lone Wolf and Cub. It's like Ed Wounded Man and offered. So, so I don't think I I I would hope that I that that you can believe that I know what I'm talking about here, but it's but it's, it was just weird to um to, like to reread the series and go like hey you know it's like maybe this could work it's like that if someone wanted to do like a new series like that framing um like this romance as as human wish fulfillment like actually kind of makes sense that was just we bizarre that was the most bizarre thing upon. I, I read upon I got from rereading Crying Freeman this time around. The other thing is the fact that well, okay, yeah, we know that. Um, I mentioned that you know, hey, that Free- Crying Freeman's thing is that he he cries after he kills he kills the villain or the his opponent, and um, well, that that kind of like gets more and more less and less believable as the the series goes on because it just because because like after because after it was really fairly early on i mean um he's able to assume leadership of the uh 108 dragons and even though they're sold as being like this evil like um like this evil like criminal organization that even the yakuza fears well we never actually see him doing anything that's really terrible in fact the whole setup for the series basically involves um like uh, Freeman that's taking on um, like various um, bad, like even worse people, whether it's an African ter- terrorist organization, um, ver- various chi- uh, Chinese assassins, it's like, or even a Japanese wrestler who's working with a, uh, it's like with a cult, th- with a cult leader. It's like, like it's it's clear that you know it's always clear that you know that Freeman is like you know in the right here that he's got the uh, moral the more the high ground and um it's like and you get the and and then the whole feeling that you know hey, oh he's like a he's someone who's like been been brainwashed into working for for an evil criminal organization that really is kind of like forcibly pushed into the background more and more as the series goes on and it would be it's like i guess it would be more of an issue to my to my enjoyment of the series, if it wasn't for the fact that Kuiki and Ichigami, Ichigami um, do a good job of just just setting up that whole, of just setting up that whole. Oh, Freeman is just like, like he's it's him versus like people who are bad, and just like you know killing who's who's like the main the main big bad villain for, for this arc. But you know it's okay because you know he's he expresses remorse through his tears that flow without like. Like without reflex, like in his, it's like whenever he kills some, kills someone, it's like yeah, he's killing people, but he he feels, but he feels bad about it because he's, he's unable to overcome his conditioning, and um, and it's and compared to um, offered and it's like and wounded man, the uh, it's like like the quality of the uh, like of the storytelling, it's a lot easier to take um, Freeman seriously. Than um, than either of those two series. I mean, Dark Horse's assertion that um, that Crying Freeman is adult manga at its most challenging, dark, violent, morally complex, erotically charged, and regarded worldwide as a masterpiece of adult fiction is complete bullshit. But 
it's like it's still able to like uh, to enjoy it in like on level of craft that um that the Kuike and Ikigami bring bring. I mean like it's, it's like Ikigami does like does a great job illust- illustrating the human form. It's like by both male and, and female. In fact, it's like like ladies, it's like yeah, it's like there's a lot of um well there's a lot of naked women in this series, but there's also so many like scenes of um it's like of um of Freeman that just like strutting around with like either in briefs or just nothing at all as well. So there you go. That's 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 one more thing why I think that it's like yeah, it's like yo, this could be female wish fulfillment. So it's like it's but it's like but overall it's like I mean like it's it's a lot easier to take like to uh like to accept the uh like the like the storytelling of like a Freeman of him just like, you know, taking on just like 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 the worst of the criminal under underworld like for his for his friends and family it's like it's like here it's like and so it's like i guess you know, it's like if you're i guess it's freeman is is easiest to recommend like to people who who liked um like Little Wolf and cub and just found um like like Kuike's other stories to just be just too ridiculous crying freeman is probably the most straight straight faced of his collaborations with with Ikigami that have been released in the U.S., but I'd also say it's probably the most like legitimately entertaining. Like um, Wounded Man, like I said, it's so it's so bad that it's like it's it, it's kind of entertaining in that that regard. Crying Freeman is still legitimately entertaining. It's like even with you know like you have to get past the fact that oh well he's been brainwashed but no he's completely working for these um these assassins this this evil criminal organization but um he's but he's killing people because you know they're bad and all so there you go that works um freeman is still in print from, from dark horse dark horse i believe each volume because this was um published back in the heyday of manga retails for for um for fifteen bucks, which is a very good deal, considering most two-in-one volumes cost um, cost twenty bucks these days. So, so it's so like I said, it's definitely. I think it's. I think it's worth picking up. I mean, it's like it's it it's um it's regarded as Kuiki's most like most noble quick collaboration for Ikigami for a reason. And you know what? It's like if they announced like say that that they had a um. That they got some sort of, they got a woman director to um try and do a new adaptation of crying crying Freeman. I would so totally be down with that, just because I want to see like um what she would do with with this story. Because you know, like I said, it's even though it's it's still got you know like the main character just like boning every woman in sight. It's still got like these like to this element of like a female wish fulfillment that is just like completely absent and feels almost alien to um Kuike's other works which is honestly fascinating for what I for what I think. So there so there you go. Um John, it's like any uh thoughts on your end about about any of this? So does he cry every time he kills someone? Every single time. He's not like I said, it's not it's not a point that he doesn't cry cuz otherwise he wouldn't be crying Freeman. Right. That's a signature thing, but it's uh yeah, yeah it's very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Well. All right. Yeah. If you've been, and uh, yeah, if you've been trained to be a living weapon, 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and you tend, to, tend to be a living weapon, and then like you eventually send to be like that that organization's leader. It's like, and hey, you're still like crying, even though it's like you know you're killing. It's like you know you're not really killing any bad people. In fact, you're not actually like doing any really bad things. Like like as the story dictates. Yep. There you go. So what are you going to talk about next time? Oh, well, next time is, like, always a special time of year for us, because we will be recording, like, from San Jose for Faname. It's like, and that, and next year is, this, sorry, next week is going to be another installment in the Buried Treasures of Manga, um, like, series, and that's going to be for four shoujo stories. Why there are only four? Well, you'll have to come back next week to find out. All right, and we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks with a Click. Okay, bye. Bye.